This president is well and truly unbelievable. I mean, who does a rally in Nevada, you swing state, one of the 15 states that's going to decide the fate of our country. He's in Nevada last night on a Sunday doing a rally. Unbelievable. You know, I've, I've never seen a president work any harder than Donald J. Trump. Look, you're going you're gonna to struggle to find men who work harder than Donald J. Trump. Women, you know, whoever it is, this man is really well and truly, you know, and it, this is an inspirational person. The work ethic that Donald Trump has is something that people, you know, younger people, uh, mid-aged, middle-aged people, older people, you can, uh, every single person can look up to Donald Trump's work ethic. It really is incredible. And he really doesn't get the credit that he deserves as far as that goes. I mean, on a Sunday night, he's doing a rally in Nevada. It's incredible. And then you got uh, tonight, he's just wrapping up a rally in Arizona. And Joe Biden, well, where is he? Has he done a single rally yet with a crowd of 20,000 people? He could. That couldn't happen. There aren't 20,000 people in this country that are that excited to vote for Joe Biden. Now, I got a story in here, and it comes from the Washington Times, that basically reiterate and support the point I've been making, that Joe Biden's best move, Joe Biden's best appeal to voters is that he's not Donald Trump. Now, if that's your best, if that's the best thing you have to offer to the American people, I'm sorry, buddy, but you've already lost this race. You're already so far behind. I really don't see a way back. Washington Times, listen to the headline. Settle for Biden. Campaign slogan catches on as Democrats seek votes of apathetic leftists. As campaign slogans go, settle for Biden isn't exactly uh, hope and change. Uh, yes, we can. Uh, Barack Obama. But supporters of Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden are pushing the less than inspiring hashtag to get unenthusiastic progressive voters to the polls. Now he has to bank on all the progressive voters in this country to vote for him. That's his best appeal. Now hold on. Because he has adopted and is uh, all for the policies of AOC. $93 trillion Green New Deal that will bankrupt this country. We know he's all in for that. In fact, he even said, yeah, my plan goes further than that. Okay, Joe, good luck pushing that through. But anyway, that's a way he can get to progressive voters. He also wants open borders. Yep, I think the liberals and the progressives in this country, who, by the way, really well and truly don't even have a great understanding of what this country really is. They love New York, California, and they think every single state is exactly like that. Well, guess what? The president had to go to California today. Listen to this. In California, this is in Fox News, nearly 17,000 fighter fighters are battling 29 major wildfires. Since mid-August, the blazes have destroyed 4,100 buildings 
and killed 22 people in the state. Fires have engulfed 3.3 million acres in California this year, an area greater in size than Connecticut. Now about this? The wildfires and climate change overall has been a major source of tension between Newsom and Trump. Well, you really couldn't have two more different politicians than Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom just plays into his Democratic base and he gets his voters through that. And that's because, well, California is really, you know, think about how did this get to this point, though, in California? Do Republicans do... I mean, do they even exist in California? Do they exist in New York? What what happened that California went so far left, New York went so far left, New Jersey, Illinois, you know, Washington State, that we know that they're going to vote. If you have a, a D next to your name, that you're going to get those states. But Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, won California. President Reagan won New York. In 1984, when he demolished Walter Mondale, 49 states to one, it was Minnesota, which I still believe to this very day that Donald Trump has a fighting chance in Minnesota. I really do believe Minnesota is in play this year. But where did it all go so wrong? What At what point did Republicans basically give up in those states? overwhelmingly run by Democrats and now they have to backtrack as far as California goes and have you noticed Democrat politicians and yeah you could definitely loop in uh, Republican politicians as well to this but they never ever ever take responsibility when they have totally destroyed and mishandled something look at how bad California is now, not only as far as the wildfires go, but there was absolutely outrageous, disturbing, despicable, downright heartbreaking footage that we got from California. And this is L.A. Now, think about L.A., where Eric Garcetti, the mayor there, oh, who tells the uh, people of California, oh, it's, it's between three to nine. You better turn your appliances off and turn your air conditioner down. You, what what is going on in that state and you, it, it, again overwhelmingly run by democrats pelosi well well no, mother nature is is angry mother earth is angry well she, she's angry at you idiots you moron democrats that have allowed 29 major wildfires and uh, this is uh very important now we talked about this before on this program michael schellenberg okay he used to be the uh the headline of his uh piece on behalf of environmentalists i apologize for the climate scare now listen to this uh and and here it is right here here are some facts few people know uh and the biggest one here listen to this climate change is not making natural disasters worse all right now let's get into california the buildup of wood fuel and more houses near forests not climate change explain why there are more and more dangerous fires in Australia and California he also says 
wood fuel is far worse for people and wildlife than fossil fuels. So guess what? As if they want to paint that picture that this is all climate change, you got to be kidding me. And the president was pushing back on Newsom today. Gavin Newsom, by the way, like he, he thinks he's such a big, tough guy when the president isn't around. But then the president's in California today and he was nothing but yeah, yeah, I want to thank you and acknowledge the work you have done to be immediate in your response. And he said that the uh, the Federal Emergency Management Agency has been profoundly significant. So he's not a tough guy when Donald Trump's there or when it comes to funding for California. But when Donald Trump's away, oh, yeah, then he then he starts running his mouth. Now, Gavin Newsom has no idea in how to fix this problem. So if I'm the president, I'm thinking, all right. The whole state of California, and, and, and maybe that's going a little uh, bit extreme, a little too harsh. I'm sure there's plenty of Republicans there that love the president and appreciate what he's doing for the American people and all the accomplishments he and his administration have accomplished throughout uh, you know, his three years as president so far. But the majority of the state and this is a state it's it's a lost cause if if i'm donald trump if i'm the president i know i'm not going to win california but i know it's my duty my responsibility to be president for the entire country and that's what he's doing now you, you, biden you know do, do you see biden wanting to do anything i mean biden today was his handlers his team his staff whatever you want to call them had to tell him that he's going to Florida. He had no idea. There's so many different videos and reoccurrences that we see as far as Joe Biden goes, where he's totally out of it. He's lost. He's confused. It's just plain dangerous to have Joe Biden as our president. Settle for Biden. That really? That's what we're going to go with? Settle for Biden? No enthusiasm for Joe Biden whatsoever. No inspiration to get out there and vote. Now, for Donald Trump, there is so much up and down this country support for Donald J. Trump. Now, how about this? I, uh, I sort of lost my train of thought here. I wanted to get back into the heartbreaking video that we saw on Saturday. So here's the headline, CBS Los Angeles. You ready? Anti-police protesters yell, we hope they die outside hospital where wounded deputies were taken. Let me give you context behind the wounded deputies. After two Los Angeles sheriff deputies were wounded in an unprovoked ambush style shooting in Compton. Okay, pause right there. What happened was and I don't know the names I know the woman is 31 years old. okay think about this 31 years old and she is a parent I know she's got a kid I'm not sure if she's a single mom or not but she is a mother 31 years old her partner there the the guy who was shot in the face along with the mother is 24 years old he is the same age as me, and here he is risking his life day in, day out. Again, our, our police in this country, 
are the most they're, they're brave they're courageous they put their lives on the line every single day to protect and serve our communities up and down this country all these two were doing was sitting in their uh car and this guy this this animal as the president rightfully calls him just walks up to the car and shoots both of them in the face and then this little and he is a little man little coward runs away now is that okay for that to happen in this country and you had uh, this this i don't know if it was a, a facebook live stream or they must have been on social media at some point because there's this guy who's like saying wow this uh he's like parading what happened oh my god oh they 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 shot the they shot the cops and listen he uses different wording than i'm using right now for radio purposes and now listen to this so as they're being so deputies responded to St. Francis Medical Center in Linwood, California, on Saturday evening, where protesters, and that's where they were taken, uh, by the way, the two um, sheriff's deputies. Uh, 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 deputies responded to St. Francis Medical Center in Linwood, California, Saturday evening, where protesters converged outside of the emergency room, get this, with some people yelling, we hope they die he even said to and uh uh they had to uh tweet about it the sheriff's department to the protesters blocking the entrance and exit of the hospital emergency room yelling we hope they die do not block emergency entries and exits to the hospital people's lives are at stake when ambulances can't get through and there's audio as well of this one protester saying hey to the to the families of these two uh deputies well we we hope the pigs die let me ask you something is that how far divided we truly are in this country now do all democrats want police officers to die and they love it they appreciate it they support it when sheriff's deputies law enforcement is being are they're being shot in the face do democrats support that i know republicans don't take take for instance the dnc the dnc didn't even mention what was happening in our country the rioting the anarchy the chaos, the violence, they said nothing about it whatsoever. There was nothing. Now, Donald Trump and all the other speakers at the RNC were all fully supported, uh, supportive of law enforcement, of police officers, of deputies, of our border control. I would love to believe, I would really, truly, with all of my heart, love to believe that we are not that far divided where we can't even have support for our law enforcement at this point without support saying if you are supportive of our police 
our law enforcement that, wow, you must be a Republican. You must be a Trump supporter. Well, for Democrats, if it is it so wrong for them to support police, for them to support, you know, the people that protect us, serve our communities every single day, put their lives on the line? Again, for police officers, there is no guarantee that they're going home to their families every single day. Their lives are at stake. I don't believe that it's to that point. I think there are plenty, plenty of Democrats out there that do support law enforcement. And they're seeing a party now. You know, the Democrat Party is falling apart in front of our very eyes. You have to go one of two ways in that party. You can go in an older Democratic route of the JFK and you know the 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 working they're supposed to be the party of the working people they're not whatsoever in fact they hate working we know that Pelosi Schumer you know they, they don't work for the American people Pelosi doesn't even want the house being in session you saw how she handled coronavirus a total joke Schumer says Republicans are the enemy of the good you know, those are the Democrat leaders right now I don't see any leadership from them on any platform on any issue whatsoever. I see them trying to win an election because they want to have power. The biggest thing that the Democrats want and need, they, act, they actually need it in their lives. They love having the ability to point at you and say, I was elected. I know more than you, I'm smarter than you, I know what's best, and you don't. And you have to do what I say. That's what fuels them. They are fueled. They are they need to have power in their lives. They're not even they're they're do do we really think they're supportive of law enforcement? You got Biden who says that police have become the enemy. Police have become the enemy. So if you are supportive of law enforcement, you appreciate everything they do every day for our commu communities, <clears throat> excuse me, then how could you possibly vote for Joe Biden when he says that? When he says, yeah, absolutely, I'm in favor of reallocating funding from the police. Can you really, in your heart of hearts, even if you are a registered Democrat, and I think the 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 Democrats that were you know like JFK and you know wanted working class families and the middle class in this country to succeed, this is not your party anymore. You know the Democrats have taken this radical left turn, and something that I I it it's it, it I actually fear it is after the election, we're going to forget how far left the Democrat Party went, how they wanted to defund the police, how they wanted to abolish ICE, how they want violence in the street, article coming up in the Atlantic. It's just it's incredible to me. And there's just no way, there's no way anyone could vote for this party. Anyone could vote for Joe Biden. 
Here's another example. Ricardo Munoz. Munoz. This is a guy, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Black Lives Matter and Antifa were rioting because of his death. Let me give you the story behind it. Four people had to be taken to the hospital Monday night after police say they were stabbed following a physical altercation. One of the victims is a juvenile male who police say remains in serious condition. Ricardo Miguel Munoz, 25, faces four counts of aggravated assault stemming from the incident. Officers were dispatched at 3 p.m. to the area of the 500 block of North Queen Street for a report of a fight that was in progress. While responding, officers received information that someone at the scene had been stabbed. Once they arrived at the scene, officers arrived, arrived to find Munoz standing on the sidewalk ready with a knife. When he saw officers, Munoz then held the knife to his own throat. Officers told Munoz to drop the knife, but police say he did not comply. There again, we see an example. Why can't you just listen to police? Oh, by the way, quick side note. You know when you see people saying, the Black Lives Matter people, the Antifa people, saying, I, I even get afraid when, you know, I am, if I'm going a little too fast, or if I see a cop, I get scared and I get tense, fearing I'm going to lose my life. Let me explain something. And I know that everyone in this audience understands what I'm talking about. Anytime you see a police officer, whether you're related to a police officer, whether you know one, whether you think, well, if I get a ticket, I can easily get out of it. By the way, I'm not encouraging you to break the law, but you know that if you're speeding, well, they'll say, all right, well, just drive slower next time or anything like that. But even if that's the case for you personally, every single person, when a police officer is driving behind them or they see a police officer, they get tense. It happens to everyone. That is not just a black lives matter thing to say. That happens to everyone. When, when you get the, the African Americans who come out and say, well, I, I think I, I might lose my life around police officers. It happens to everyone. Every single person feels tense, feels nervous around police officers. So that, again, in its own right, is a lie. Just like Black Lives Matter, caring about black lives, that's a lie. The only thing Black Lives Matter carry about or care about is causing violence, is causing destruction. Patrice Cullors, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. By the way, head to the website Black Lives Matter, see what they say for themselves. She says, our, our ideological frame, we are trained Marxists. Why do you think I say the MFL? The Marxist Football League. We'll get to the ratings in a second. Let me continue with the Munoz thing. Officers told Munoz to drop the knife, but police say he didn't comply. Munoz then tried to climb over a handrail toward the front of a residence. An officer had to use a taser to subdue him. 
and he was taken into custody. After he was taken into custody, officers heard people inside the residence that he tried to get into. The people inside the residence told officers that there were they were injured inside. Once they made their way into the residence, officers found three adults with injuries consistent with stabbing or slashing. Police say officers found a 16-year-old male to the rear of the property with multiple injuries. Uh, the juvenile male had stab wounds to his face, right thigh, left ankle, and right side of his torso. A 22-year-old woman suffered a slash injury to one of her hands. A 26-year-old man suffered a slash wound to his head. Another 26-year-old man suffered a stab wound to his left arm. The juvenile male, the woman, and the man with the stab wound to his arm are all related to each other. Police also said Munez is not related to any of the victims. You know, it, it's incredible, folks. It's incredible that this kind of criminal activity is happening right now up and down the country. Black Lives Matter and Antifa don't care about human beings' lives. They care about politicizing deaths. You know, any you just why can't you just listen to police? That's what I want to know. Why is that so hard? I was raised to listen to police to comply with them you know so that if if i ever do get in trouble god forbid that i don't get into more serious trouble or god forbid i lose my life because i wanted to mess around you know it's not that hard just listen to police officers they're not bad people despite what antifa despite what black lives matter and despite what the democrat party wants you to think now let's move forward tim kennedy is a uh, mma guy and i guess he does a podcast on my podcast he tweeted this was uh yesterday on my podcast with joe rogan he offered to moderate a debate between joe biden and real donald trump it would be listen to how great of an idea this is by the way it would be four hours with no live audience, just the two candidates, cameras, and their vision of how to move this country forward. He says, who wants this? How, you know, what other, what other Republican politician would do something like this? In response to that tweet this morning, I do. Who do you think said that? At real Donald Trump. Joe Biden, we're still waiting on his answer. Could you imagine Joe Biden having to debate Donald Trump? We don't even know if he can last the hour and a half that the debates are supposed to be. The format of the debates, how long they usually are. Do we really think he could do four hours with Donald Trump? Of course he's not going to respond to that. He's in hiding. That's Joe Biden, sleepy Joe Biden. Now, I wanted to say, you know, um, I believe it was uh, one of the articles. Oh, it was on Friday on 9-11. The Atlantic's putting an article out there, you know, with the president getting a peace deal with Bahrain and Israel and more peace in the Middle East. They bring out, and because he was nominated for a second 
Nobel Peace Prize, they come out and say, end the Nobel Peace Prize. That should by all means be the end of the Atlantic. But now the Atlantic is calling for violence. Listen to this. Here's the, um, here's the title of the article came out yesterday. The Democrats may not be able to concede. Shadi Hamid, that's his name. He writes the article. Listen to this. This is the era of expecting the worst while hoping for the merely tolerable. Some might say that the worst is already happening. Economic disaster. Oh, right. That was Donald Trump's fault. And 190,000 dead from a pandemic. Well, again, we know that that number is not accurate because we saw the CDC come out and say that 6% of the people that we that they contributed coronavirus deaths for had didn't have comorbidities or something a pre-existing condition. While the president and his surrogates insist in a uh, feat of self-delusion that the best is yet to come. As someone who has argued against catastrophism, I don't believe Donald Trump is a fascist or a dictator and in the making, and I don't believe America is a failed state. I find myself truly worried about one scenario, that Trump will win re-election and Democrats and others on the left will be unwilling, even unable, to accept the result. Now, who's contributed to that? Who's the biggest contributor to that? The mainstream media. Mail-in voting. Donald Trump's going to have to be taken out of the White House. Donald Trump won't accept the results of the election. That's all we've heard from these people. Now what? Now he's going to try and, and walk it back like it doesn't happen? Now, the article gets worse. A loss by Joe Biden under these circumstances is the worst case, not because Trump will destroy America, he can't, puts in parentheses, all right, but because it is the outcome uh, most likely to, listen to this, this is, this is disgusting, this is completely irresponsible, but it is the outcome most likely to undermine faith in democracy, resulting in more of the social unrest and street battles that cities, including Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, or excuse me, Portland, Oregon, and Seattle, have seen in recent months. Street battles. Well, again, who's controlling that? Why is there gonna there's gonna be street battles if Donald Trump is reelected? Because why? A loss by Biden under these circumstances. Worst case. Because Trump, not because Trump will destroy America, but it is the outcome most likely to undermine faith in democracy. What the media, I believe, is trying to do now, and we had that Axios report that came out that said, well, there might be a landslide for Trump, but then Biden will come back because of mail-in voting. And we've heard these rumblings, which, oh my goodness, knock on wood, God forbid that we don't know the results of the election and Nancy Pelosi becomes president. Good Lord in heaven, buckle up. You think Biden's an extreme socialist? Imagine having Nancy Pelosi in there, nervous Nancy. Oh my goodness gracious. But anyway, the media, it, it, you're, you're kind of seeing this pivot now because I think they know the polling's not there. The numbers aren't there. The voters aren't there. The enthusiasm, the inspiration to vote for Joe Biden is not there. 
So now they have to prepare you for yet another lie, yet another good news for Trump that they have to spin negatively. It has been the common theme of Donald Trump's presidency since the beginning. They have always tried to undermine every single thing that Donald Trump has done. And if there's things that he does good, like the Bahrain-Israel deal, peace in the Middle East, which Donald Trump is just committed, and we've seen this through results, he's committed to having it happen. You know, you had Israel and UAE with a peace deal as well. You just, you they can't spin that in a negative way. They can't. So you know what they do? They refuse to even cover it. But I think that they're not only preparing the people that still watch MSDNC and CNN. And, and by the way, the people that read The Atlantic very much are, are people that watch CNN, MSNBC. I think they're preparing themselves now that this is going to be, this could possibly be a landslide. I haven't wanted to say it out loud, but it, it, it just it, common sense and logic and reason shows that Joe Biden as president is a danger, not only to the United States of America, but Joe Biden being the president is a danger to the entire world. And I think they are preparing themselves now for that scenario, but yet they're going to spin it in a way that says, well, there, there's been votes that haven't been counted. And this, this, this definitely, this undermines democracy in this country. And how can Trump be reelected? Trump's a, Trump's a total failure. We've told you that for three years. Well, folks, we'll see. All right, let's get into the Marxist Football League, the MFL. Sunday night football season debut ratings fall from 2019 as LA Rams score hometown win over Cowboys. But no, I don't care about the game. Here's the numbers. A number certain to change. That's a fall of 28% in the demographic, that being um, 4.7 in early ratings uh, among adults 18 to 14 and 14.8 million viewers uh, last night. In numbers starting to change, like I just said, that's a fall of 28% in the demo and a hard decline of 23% in sets of eyeballs from the early numbers of the 2019 season. So, and uh, oh, by the way, they point, if you want, well, Phil, what about the numbers? They're going to change. They're going to change. Okay, well, then you're going to get, while the early Nelson data lacks West Coast numbers. What you need to know, and here you go, uh, the result uh, uh, is a hard pill to swallow for the NFL and NBC. Well, you know, if you didn't, about if you didn't kneel for a national anthem, if you didn't want Black Lives Matters to be right in tide with the NFL, maybe there'd be more people watching. But I think throughout the city, you'll see more and more people not wanting any part of of the MFL because that's what you know again you think the whole country is social media think it's it, it's the Twitter box and it's the Instagram and it's the Facebook and all those different social media sites and what you're seeing on there that's what people want all over the country what people really want in the MFL now they are 
is to not see politics, not see divisiveness. They want to come together and watch their uh, team, you know, whether they do good or not, they want to watch them and enjoy it. It's, a, it's an escape. It's a way for them to get out of politics. You know, politics of not only just the political nature, but politics in the workplace or politics with, you know, different family members. It, it's, it's a unifying thing. And anything that has unified this country, anything whatsoever, the left, the Democrat Party is trying to take away. Any single thing that unifies us, they need to take away. That's just how they are, folks. Now, Donald Trump was doing a rally last night while the uh, while the uh, football games were going on. And I love this. He says, you know, well, we got a lot of time here, the president said. Football's boring as hell. It's just not the same. He says, you know, people used to say, can we do it after football or before? Now he says they can say, can you possibly do it during the football game? And uh, well, there's your ratings right there. And like I said, we'll get more data all throughout about the ratings um and if people are tuned in and watching the mfl uh i can only speak on account of myself you know my home uh team uh the buffalo bills didn't watch a single minute of it don't plan on watching a single minute of any mfl game this entire year and they're, they're, they're the the uh, bills are supposed to be a pretty good team this year and i'm not i'm not a football guy uh to begin with but I do watch them from time to time, and yep, I'm not, yeah, I won't be involved with that. That's the Marxist Football League. I want no part, even if they do well in the playoffs and the Super Bowl, folks. I, you know, you got to stick to your values and your principles. There is no way I'm watching any part of that. That is just, for, that's my personal choice. You know, and listen, I get it if people say, you know, are conservatives. And Republicans and still you know uh, I don't want to I hate seeing this part and then they watch the game you know it's it's all your personal choice I, that's a freedom that's granted us here in the United States so I get it if you you know obviously want to watch I don't look at anyone differently if they do it's just my own personal choice I don't want anything to do with it because I know what Black Lives Matter is about I know that they're a Marxist organization i know that they openly admit it and i cannot i cannot respect the nfl you know partnering with that and roger goodell the commissioner of the nfl and the different teams all around the country you know the the players who make millions and millions of dollars you know wanting to politicize the nfl you know i heard that um there was this whole uh, uh, black national anthem, and the team in Baltimore, the Baltimore Ravens, are were supposedly uh, standing for the black national anthem, but kneeled down for the uh, national anthem of the country. To me, that's racist. That's total racism. So if you're Hispanic, or you're white, or if you're Asian, the Baltimore Ravens don't care about you. They only care about blacks. That's what that gesture shows me. I want nothing to do with that. I want not a single thing to do with that at all. You know, you say 
well, black lives matter. Well, guess what? All lives matter. I've always been for that. You know, there's not a racist bone in my body. You know, the, the white liberals in this country, I've argued this before. They are the most racist people in the country. I was actually watching a, um, a town hall with Sean Hannity and Newt Gingrich uh, promoting Sean Hannity's new book. And Newt Gingrich was talking about the white liberals in the 60s wanting the support of the Black Panthers. Well, that's exactly what you're seeing today. You're seeing the white liberals being, you know, involved with Antifa and Black Lives Matter wanting to say, well, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives, you hear the chanting. And what they've done, as far as I'm concerned, is they are, they themselves know they're racist, all right? They, 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 they know it. So they want to make themselves feel better and say, well, I'm not. So now they align themselves with Black Lives Matter. That's what I think is truly going on. Anyway, let's move forward from the MFL. We got to get into Peter Strzok. You ready for this? Peter Strzok, Crossfire Hurricane, FBI agent. Trump should lose a million to zero, and I can smell the Trump supporters in Walmart. I believed at the time, says Peter Strzok in 2016, and I continue to believe after we had Crossfire Hurricane, there's nothing, no there there, Mueller report, no Trump-Russia collusion. Peter Strzok, still to this day, the delusional, idiotic, son-of-a-gun try to destroy Donald Trump, try to destroy this country from within. Peter Strzok, the snide, arrogant piece of trash that he is. I continue to believe that Donald Trump is compromised by the Russians. And when I say that, I mean that they hold leverage over him that makes him incapable of placing the national interest ahead of his own. Unbelievable. The guy is delusional. There's nothing there. He's trying to keep himself out of jail. That's why he wrote the book. That's why he's given all these interviews. That's why he's still sticking with his same story. Because he know, he's trying to save himself. He knows that he's a piece of trash. He knows that he should be in prison. Just unbelievable. And Chuck Todd, no pushback Chuck Todd whatsoever. You know, the worst news anchor that is in this country, Chuck Todd. Now, Pennsylvania, how about this? You want to think that Donald Trump's uh, uh, just uh, judges that he uh, appoints and get they get confirmed all throughout the country, they don't matter? How about this? Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania judge, Pennsylvania's pandemic restrictions are unconstitutional. Whoa! A federal judge in Pennsylvania says Pennsylvania governor, I don't know how many times can I say Pennsylvania, Tom Wolf and state health secretary, Dr. Rachel Levin, Levine, whatever you want to say, had good intentions to protect people from the coronavirus, but, but their orders went too far. You can't tell 13 million Pennsylvanians that they have to stay home. That's not America. It never was. That order was horrible. This is the uh, attorney for the plaintiffs, Thomas W. King III. Judge William Stickman, 
the fourth, the fifth, I'm not good with Roman numerals, I believe it's the fourth, ruled that the state imposed limits on gatherings violated the First Amendment and the stay-at-home order uh, and business closing orders violated the 14th Amendment. Judge uh, William Stickman ruled, uh, da, 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 here's the thing here, sorry, just uh, going over myself here. The judge, uh, da, 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 da. I know there's a, a quote in here, here it is here. The judge is saying if you own a business, the governor and the health secretary can't shut it down. That never again will Pennsylvanians under these circumstances be told to stay home with fear of arrest or threat of loss of license. He's also thrown out this nonsense that was the orders that had to do with life-sustaining or non-life-sustaining, essential, non-essential, uh, businesses picking and choosing winners and losers. Fantastic. Unbelievably good from uh, Judge Stickman in Pennsylvania. Now, Washington Times report, they got a poll here, and like I said, we don't do polls because we don't really believe in them that much that you know conservatives and republicans don't really aren't truthful on polling in trump they trust economy keeps president competitive in swing states and competitive in swing states i don't he's way way more than competitive if anyone has to stay competitive it's joe biden uh the there's a real clear politics poll uh da, 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 the economy which remains the top issue for most voters in the country Keeps Mr. Trump competitive, where the real clear politics average of recent polls has seen him trailing Mr. Biden by 4.3 percentage points. You know what I always say, you can add 10 points to the polls of uh, Donald Trump. The voters preferred, though, Mr. Trump's stewardship of the economy by 10 points. Uh, Joe Biden should be very concerned about that, uh, says veteran Democratic strategist Hank Scheinkopf, these names out there, huh? What it also tells you is that if the economy continues to grow, the polling distance between Trump and Biden should probably be reduced pretty quickly. I wanted to stick with the Washington Times here because they also have an article, Jeff Mordock, Republicans targeted with violence and threats as election day looms. While no one tracks exact statistics of political violence a washington times review of reported incidents uncovered at at least 15 major skirmishes since february shows the number is likely greater however since so many incidents are underreported uh here are uh some of them the republican party of virginia headquarters in richmond vandalized with glass windows and door smashed a retired school teacher in arizona was arrested and accused of leaving a death threat on the office voicemail by the way retired school teacher leaving a death threat to paul uh, gosar gosar uh, arizona republican school by school teacher retired school teacher he was teaching kids leaving death threats to republicans that's fantastic you talk about indoctrination Two women were charged with hate crimes for allegedly harassing a seven-year-old boy and his mother outside the DNC convention. We saw the videos of that because of the Make America Great Again hat. Federal prosecutors in California arrested a man they say firebombed the headquarters of a local Republican women's organization. 
Um, oh, just quickly, I uh, just saw this uh, tweet. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden. A Harris administration together with Joe Biden, says Kamala Harris. All right. Yep. You don't think she thinks she's going to be president on day one? Oh, and let me just, I wanted to get to this very quickly. De Blasio, New York City, mayor, awful, trash, garbage. Cut $1 billion to New York, the New York Police Department. Eric Garcetti cut $150 million to the LAPD. This guy, uh, Alex Villanueva, I just saw him on Fox News, was doing uh, the LA Sheriff, by the way. Listen to this headline. How fantastic is this? Put your money where your mouth is, LeBron James. That's not the headline. That's me saying that. The headline. L.A. Sheriff Alex Villanueva challenges LeBron James to match reward money. And the reward money is, I believe, $130,000, something like that. Match the reward money for the gunman uh, who ambushed two, the two deputies uh, in Compton. Fantastic. Let's see where what LeBron James done. By the way, LeBron James has yet to say a single thing on the matter. Uh, and again, that that's unity. You can unify around that, but we'll see what LeBron James does. But it, you know, it's, it's the point I'm making is that any time we could possibly have unity, you know, it, there was a chance with coronavirus. The left took that away. We got a chance here with L.A. You know, sheriffs being freaking shot in the head well how come lebron can't unify around that how come the democrats ignored the violence how come they ignored support for police officers and law enforcement all around the country to me now that they're backtracking it's way too late for them too little too late the president donald trump last night in nevada tonight in arizona those are two of the states florida Pennsylvania, Ohio, North Carolina, Arizona, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Colorado, Iowa, New Mexico, New Hampshire, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Utah. I want every single voter in those states. And for the for what it me for what it's worth, every single voter in this entire country to understand who who is best equipped, who is all there. As far as running this country goes, it's easy to see. It's not Joe Biden. It's Donald J. Trump.